Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Alex Pinn is an author, mom, parenting coach, and educator. She has written several innovative books about encouraging self-awareness in children and adults alike. She focuses on kindness, friendship, tolerance, and gratitude. She has also developed the concept of a badger, which she gets into in the podcast and explains some of the pillars around where the badger comes into our thought process and how we can work around conquering or overcoming those badgering thoughts. Today, we also get into chatting about talking to our kids about self-awareness and emotion and even approaches to Christmas, which are related to her new book, Hannah's Christmas Wish. Please enjoy this conversation with Alex Pinn. Do you love the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast? Well, first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, if you love the podcast and you want more and more to keep coming, I would love your support through Kofi.com. Kofi.com is a way that you can put a little money towards your favorite podcast. It can be as little as a few dollars, one time bunch of times, whatever you feel that you can give, and it helps to cover all the costs that go associated with podcasting. So if you would like to support this podcast, please consider donating through Kofi.com. You can find the link in my Instagram feed under Linktree. It's at Sarah Lady Gluten, or you can visit Kofi, K-O- hyphen fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. I appreciate your support, whether you can give or not. Thanks so much for listening. So welcome Alex Pin to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. I'm happy to be here. Excited totally. <laughs> That's great. So why don't we start with you providing your background and how you became interested in being a parent coach and an author and an educator? Well, parenting coach, that part was actually the last part that happened. <laughs> so first I was an educator. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a primary school teacher uh, and I've been working in different primary schools for 10 years. And now I'm already, it's about already 10 years that I'm off school, let's say something like that. And during the school um, and being with kids, I started to write stories. I just figured out how they really understand that language of metaphors. And I love the way they, like they tuned in, you know, when, they, when mm -hmm. you read them the story. And I could just feel how life can happen at that moment. And I was always thrilled about that. So, yeah. And in the end, you know, I say just like life kicked me out of the school. <laughs> it happened. And, you know, I went on my own way, started to, then I left you know, the job from the school. And I focused more or less becoming a coach, working with moms, because I saw what I was dealing with, my inner world, emotions, thoughts, and those buttons, you know, when children press on them <laughs> and you mm -hmm. yell and all that stuff. And I just wanted to be a better mom that one day my son would just say, 
thanks, mom, you know, mm-hmm. for doing that. And that was like my GPS, you know, on a being a mom. Uh, and yes, and then I saw, yeah, on the law, on the way, already uh, in the when I was working in the school how are the other moms also dealing with the issues and I went through the divorce and all those stuff blah blah and yeah and that was actually one of my best journeys um, of self-developing I always say that first you parent yourself and your inner world and being a parent being a mom that's such a great opportunity and you can grow all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. First, you, you know, kind of parent your own inner world. That's really great. Um, so, you know, I know a lot of the work that you're doing is around kids understanding their emotions. And I guess I just wanted to get your perspective on why it's so important that our kids are in touch and understand their emotions. I think that's actually everything mainly when you need to know in life. Because if we look, let's say, self-esteem, self-worth and everything, and we ask ourselves, what is self-esteem made of? You know, what's actually Mm -hmm. that it's made of? Experiences? Okay, but to those experiences, there are, you know, thoughts and emotions connected. So self-esteem and self-worth and everything, what is about inner, you know, worth, also anger, doubt. It's everything connected with emotions and thoughts. And we all have, you know, our inner our inner chatting mind. Also kids have their inner chatting mind. And there are a lot of lot of parents, a lot of moms who just would like to, you know, their kids to be able to control or manage their emotions, tempers, you know. They hear also the thoughts. Or the, the sentences the kids say, I'm not good enough. And every mom, you know, since I've met, you know, been doing this work, um, is trying to find a way how to teach children about that. And nowadays, these things are more and more and more important. So, yeah, it is important, you know, when you look at it in this perspective, that uh, we need to teach our children about understanding not just emotions, uh, thoughts because that if we go further that's connected then on the highest level to energy vibration so it's everything on the uh, you know in the end about that but that's you know <laughs> kids are not so, uh, so fast to understand that but they can feel it they can mm-hmm. feel what's happening inside of us they in one way copy it's like they are copying our inner world uh, or they I like to say that if we are calm and we are good with ourselves, connected with ourselves, we are like a ladder on which our children are climbing to their self-esteem, to their connection, to their, you know, to the place when they are tuned in, when they really feel who they are. And it's everything about the inner world, everything about what is inside, self-worth, self-esteem, courage. It's everything connected and made of, let's say, like this, uh, of thoughts and emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned a couple times about our own inner world, our own inner emotions. And so, you know, those are then 
very linked. And and so you mentioned about addressing ours. What are the, some of the things that that maybe you've done or that you walk parents through in terms of doing some of that inner work? Yet it, it, when we, we always go back to us parents, you know, when we try to help children or with their emotions or their behaviors, you know, first we always have to deal with our inner world. And it's always reflecting something ours, you know. And yeah, and for me, I've just tried to fi- tried to find some other approach to everything because when I started doing this um, coaching business, especially about emotions and thoughts, ten years ago, I could not find anything, you know, what mm-hmm. that what could be so useful for me. Uh, and my son, when he was four. That was also a good starting point in my life. Came to me and said, Mom, there is someone in my head telling me that I'm not a good boy. And I was fascinated and started to ask myself, Yeah, I know that voice, you know, but how could I help my son? But also, how could then help after I figured it out with one story? How could I also help other moms understand their inner world of thoughts and emotions that also to be able to teach them. So I'm doing that, that with metaphors, with, with with a story, with a simple, simple story. Um, I've also brought a book about it. It's a best-selling book in my country now, and I'm preparing it to the English language. Everything is going to take a little bit of time. But still, it's about just a story that you read to, to a child. And when the child hears this story, it can understand what's happening inside of them. But not just that, also a parent, you know, understands because if we look at if we look at anger we can um observe in our inner world how ag- anger actually it's like switch it switches on or it grabs you we can find that point so you can show your child what is happening inside of them with anger and connected with the story a child then can create, let's say, because the story that I wrote is about the badger, the badger becomes a metaphor. And it's easier for all of us, especially with our, you know, all limiting beliefs, uh, all with our blocks and every, all those painful stuff that we are dealing uh, in our inner world, it's easier to connect with something else, like through the metaphor. And we can then easier understand it. And a child can easily understand it also. It's just then you start to play with all these badgers, you know, or which is actually a metaphor for thoughts and emotions. And it's uh, um, actually the parenting part becomes like a playground. And you have to do your inner work, work and to deal with your badgers because that's the only way how you can teach your child show your child how to deal with their emotions you you actually have to be in the end a good role model who is all the time growing you know we all the time grow and based on that and in the connection with that a child can see and learn and it goes so smoother smoother and i've been doing this for 10 years with different moms different uh, target groups let's say of children and they started to develop such a different consciousness, actually, and approach and the way they look life and they perceive themselves. 
and the way they start to talk to each other. And it's beautiful to see because they, they really start to, start to understand this is just something inside of me that's, not the, that's actually not the real me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that is switched on, comes along, and it's my decision. Am I going to go with those emotions or thoughts or am I going to choose a better version of myself and grow and develop? It's really a beautiful, beautiful job. Yeah. And so I would imagine then, you know, you talked about kind of a different consciousness, but then like those children that are more in touch with themselves would sort of be feeling less angry, maybe, or more at peace, like just more in sync. Is that kind of correct? I try to see and explain the things very, very simple because we all have anger. We all have these thoughts. Um, It's just that in a connection with a child, um, it depends also how a parent perceives the world, experiences the world and everything. And also children are in one way, um, they show us what's actually in our, our inner world, our deepest pains, uh, blocks. You know, they always show us uh, some connection where we can grow and be connected more to ourselves. And when we do that, in that way, we can help our child faster, uh, calmer, and with more love. And it's just I try to see as simple as I can and also try to explain to, to parents as simple as I can um, what to do and how to grow. Because more we complicate and see all those details, more we start to lose ourselves and more the ego part of ourselves starts to you know, have the stories and everything. More we go to simplicity, uh, the clearer the picture uh, comes and becomes easier also for us. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, you touched on one of your books. Why don't you tell us about a little bit more about um, the book that you referred to with the badger and then some of the other ones that you've been sharing with the world? This one that I'm writing now, it's a book for parents. It's with this story. It's actually everything what is happening in our inner world. With It's very practical with a lot of ex- examples from everyday's life so that um, my, my idea is and my vision is so that when a parent reads this book, when a mom or a parent reads this book, that in the end they say, yes, I got it now. I understand a little bit, you know, more what is happening with me and that it's okay. So it's everything about this story, about the badger um, and the five pillars that I've created with a metaphor that becomes. So we already mm-hmm. know that the badger is a metaphor for emotions and thoughts and everything what is connected then uh, with these badgers and being a parent and raising up kids is is touched with, uh, let's say, I say it like three pillars. First thing is that you always teach your child and yourself <laughs> for life is actually that we all have badgers, you know, also me and you, also everyone who is listening. We all have that negative thoughts, what those unpleasant emotions, you know, traumas, whatever, you know, we all have that. And when you accept that and in every situation, if a child sees someone that is, let's say, very, very angry, he starts to understand that, okay, that's a badger inside of him. It doesn't matter 
It's not that it's some it's some kind of a fault. No, it's just a structure in him. And maybe he or she just doesn't understand that in life, but that's okay. And when a child starts and you start to teach him that in some other person, you know, that he's and he's let's say angry, but let's say from a different point that that he has a badger, it's just now playing the role that badger now, because maybe a person is not aware of it yet. It's just the child starts to understand that's a different part in a person who is actually, you know, the consciousness and there's that structure. Let's say we call it emotion or a badger. And it's okay. Everyone has that. Also, when, you know, the badger grabs you, let's say it like that, you know, the anger. It's okay. In that's that's one way of being relieved. It's okay to, to have this. It We all have it. Um, and it helps. It helps parents and it also helps children. And it's a way. The second pillar that I'm explaining is in this book is that Every, every the badger is always telling you all these negative thoughts and emotions and pains and traumas. So the badger is always telling you that you're not good enough, you won't make it, you know, someone else is better, more beautiful. We know that. So if we start to teach our children that this this is just something in our inner world, and we are the one, you know, who have this, the pillar one, and it's okay because we all have it. But then we come to the third pillar, it's we feed. So we are the one who, are ch- who, who choose. Are you going to think that thought? Are you going to stick with that emotion? Or are you going to over, you know, grow out of that? So that's the third pillar. Everyone feeds their own badgers. Because that's, in the end, it's the energy. It's a structure. You know, more we react anger, the anger you know, the angrier we become, more we doubt, more we live in a fear, the fear becomes bigger. More you think, let's say, negative thoughts, <laughs> the more you will see the world, you know, through those negative glasses. So that's why the third pillar. And these three pillars are just something that you repeat to your children all the time. It's just, yeah, it's okay. You know, yeah, here's, you know, your anger, you know, okay, it's okay. Everyone has it, but you are the one who are going to choose. Are you going to stay in that anger or are you going to grow? And then you start to teach the child, you know, that let's say an example of anger, anger management. What are you going to do to overcome this anger? How are you going to put this energy out, this energy that you feel through the emotions? Are you going to, I don't know, punch the pillow or something, take a deep breath? It's just going to the conscious state and helping a child with, let's say, till now with three pillars, how to overcome negative emotions, you know, uh, unpleasant emotions or negative thoughts. The fourth pillar is <laughs> is very interesting because it goes to the relationships that we have, or with a child, or with a partner, you know, or with with a boss. When a child, let's say, uh, it's angry, he's angry. When a child is angry, uh, or or a better idea, the child rolls, you know, let's say with eyes that reflects something that switches on something in us as parents usually this anger disappointment or what are it just always switches on so the reaction outside is it an anger or something that the child child does or their badger is always switching on or calling out as i said our badgers 
So we know that from our relationships, when a partner does something or he says, let's say a partner says, good morning, how are you? And it's a little bit more anger, you know, or he doesn't see us that we have a beautiful haircut. You know, we love, we will love that. So if someone doesn't do something what we expect or is in anger and it tells us in that, uh, that position, that always reflects something from our inner world. And then we start to, to, to talk um, and have conversations and, and, you know, and we are then arguing. But that's actually living in these blocks, living in these badgers. You know, badgers are the ones, if, it's, if I say it in this language, are actually the ones who are leading our relationships then. So your badger is always calling out my badger. We all have that, you know, but we are the one who choose. Are we going to feed them or not? Uh, and the fifth pillar is that, you know, being happy, being positive is something that helps overcome all these negative thoughts, emotions, or if I said like badgers. <laughs> I do hope this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it does. And I think it sounds to me like a lot around mindset is kind of how yeah. I would think a lot a lot of this is working. But it's like a, a way to put it into a story because kids probably, you know, don't really know the term mindset or you yes. know are, are attuned but yeah no it does make sense and I can totally see what you're saying that sometimes with what our kids come out with totally can either set us off in a certain way because of what we have inside us um, and then yeah kind of the focus on trying to be positive trying to have that that positive mindset piece. I think it makes a lot of sense. So the Badger book then it's not available in English at this point? Not yet. Not yet. Next year? No, not yet. Okay. Next yeah. year, but now going to be, you know, <laughs> lives, seminars, workshops, master classes, and everything what is coming out. And a okay. lot of podcasts about that, yes. Yeah. And then, so what I was going to ask too is, you know, you went over these five pillars. Is that really kind of what you base your coaching on then as well? Like, when you're working with parents, you're kind of running through these pillars in terms of how to approach different issues? Yes, this is one part. Actually, uh, sharing them and explaining them with these badgers, you know, the knowledge and everything, and uh, based on the concrete situations, what they have. Mm-hmm. And actually, they ask me, it's not that this, it's, I don't do the classical coaching, okay? It's more like a coaching and mentoring and teaching. It's mm-hmm. everything connected so that they can grow, you know, faster understand uh, what the knowledge, So the, and that the knowledge is put in that in life. So it's very important for me. And they ask me a lot of questions, questions, what should they do, you know, when a child, I don't know, is angry or, I don't know, have this and this, uh, I know, situations in school, how to open to a child, how to help them. It doesn't matter what kind of situation it is or are they teenagers, you know, or I, I really work, you know, from, let's say, with, with moms that have kids from one till that and the kids from, I don't know, teenage for that, 15, 16, 17. It's mainly about everything that how to talk to a child, how to open yourself, how to set up boundaries with these badgers also, but also to find the way to live from your inner wow, as I said, that's that you start to raise up kids and live your life from your inner connection, from your inner power. It's always showing moms, showing especially moms, 
how to connect with themselves. What is actually, you know, setting up boundaries because that we all have that issue, but not in the old way as we did it, but so that you really feel um, the inner peacefulness and calmness. It's actually one very different feeling of power, but it's not the ego power. It's inner power, like calmness. That's the most simple way I can explain it. And when they start to feel that they need to know who they are, you know, when you're a mom, you need to know who you are. You need to know how you function. You need to know what is your GPS. What would you like to teach your child for life and in Mm -hmm. connection with badgers? This is then the, let's say, one-way red line that I teach them uh, um, through the coaching, mentoring, and educating and what are kind of the key tools that you're using to do that? Is it mostly like one-to-one online or you're doing group sessions? Is there books that you're recommending? There are a lot of books and movies and cartoons, you know, that we, we can watch and, and grow. It depends, you know, each mom person uh, differently. I love mm-hmm. to do especially one-to-one coaching because I can really connect with someone and help them all along. It's not just about... Being a parent is also about self-love, self-development, and also relationship. We, you know, in the end, need to do that part also because it's a part of, you know, the whole whole family. So that, um, and uh, yeah, here and then I do group meditations. I do a lot of uh, meditations. I write also and uh, am preparing Guided meditations for kids. There are actually fairy tale meditations so that they can help themselves with self-esteem, staying calm and all the work with that. This is a lot that I do and they are so well accepted in my country. And I, I can wait, you know, I really can't wait. I'm so excited to be also placing this now in English. Uh, um, that and yeah, a lot of, a lot of, um, Courses, especially courses, how to stay calm. I'm also preparing one book. It's a four-step how to stay calm. I call it love. It's L-O-V-E. It's actually listen, observe. Then you come to V, vulnerable part. And then you grow and you come to when you express yourself with uh, your new self. And uh, so, yeah, the courses like how to stay calm, how to know yourself, who you really are, how to find your GPS, uh, what is your mission, what you would like to teach your child for life. Um, yeah, these are then the courses and the programs that I'm, let's say, at the mo- at this moment, you know, putting on the market and helping moms as much as I can. And, you know, Facebook group lives and all that, what comes along. That sounds great. I mean, it sounds like you definitely have your plate full for sure. You're doing a lot. Um, And I totally agree. Like meditations can be really great for both parents and also kids. I've done on the podcast here a few meditations. um, I think one for kids, but um, a a bunch for parents as well. And so I think that's a great thing that you're, you're getting out there. Have you read my novel Pendulum by S.E. German yet? If not, what are you waiting for? And if you have, I would love to hear from you. If you don't know about Pendulum, it's a heartwarming story about a young boy who starts to experience neuropsychiatric symptoms after an infection. We follow the boy as he goes through many regular, real middle grade issues like moving, having a crush, playing sports, 
Also, while experiencing neuropsychiatric symptoms like anxiety, OCD, tics, panic attacks, and more. If you're interested in checking out Pendulum by S.E. German, it is available through Amazon Worldwide, where you can even see a preview of the book, or you can listen to chapter one, which is on episode 64 of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I hope you enjoy the novel, and thanks for your support. So why don't we switch gears a little bit into the holiday season? So it's quickly approaching. Many parents and grandparents are starting to think about what are the gifts that they want to provide to the kids in their life. And I'm wondering, you know, from a parenting coach perspective, what kind of advice or, you know, a how-to in terms of how to approach this holiday season? Um. I love Christmas. <laughs> I really love this because it's it's a it's a time when we open ourselves uh, and it's a time when we can connect. And yes, we parents and also grandparents also, but we as parents also get caught up in that trying to make a child so happy, you know. To, we, we just see in one way, one part of us sees, you know, inside that happy child, you know, mm. opening the presents and it's happy for, let's say, two, three, not uh, hours, weeks, months because of that present, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think we all get caught up in that picture. And this is the part that I'm mainly uh, trying to teach all along uh, the Christmas thing, the parents that um, Santa is just a guy who brings parents, uh, who brings presents, gifts, but he is not a guy who teaches gratefulness uh, children. You know, we are the one and we have to do some inner work around that. So Christmas and everything with uh, with gifts is just, it's okay that children have a lot of wishes. It's just, you know, like uh, doing that vision board to work or, you know, uh, dream come to work. That's okay. We are not the ones who are here to oblige, you know, that we have to fulfill everything. Uh, this is not our job but we can go along and be playful and joyful and also express, you know, these wishes also, we want, I want the house like that, you know, we also can go along and open ourselves and be more playful with the wishes. Um, and along, uh, Christmas is also a great way to, to really teach children what is important in life. Because in one way, this happened with me also, uh, and that's why I'm so passionate about trying to teach and show parents uh, that non-material values, those, those, everything what really matters in life is more important than just these gifts. Yes, it's okay, gifts and everything, and it's good that kids have a lot of wishes, and we really know in our inner world with our intuition how to develop the Christmas, which gifts to, 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 to really buy. Uh, we have that inner guidance. But along that, we all have that desire um, that the child would have a wish that it's different, that it's not about, you know, I want that toy, you know, or something like that, um, which is the new now in the store and blah, blah. 
but we really want our children to see that deeper meaning. And this is something that I would like to give with the book, Hannah's Christmas Wish, to parents to help them and give them the book where they can talk about all those things that are really important in life. I found out that when my son was still in kindergarten, he is 14 now, and there was a girl uh, in that kindergarten, and she was on a wheelchair. And for Christmas, she wished that she would like to walk. Not about the toys and books and, you know, what other kids do. She just had such a simple wish. She would like to walk. And she drew that uh, to Santa. So the parents, the Santa came to the kindergarten <laughs> asking for help, you know. What should they do? And this was the story that, you know, spread it around in the town where I lived. And I cried for three days when I heard that because then I realized that this is something that we all wish for, that our children would also, you know, see and write those wishes that that cannot be bought in stores. But we are the ones here who can help them find that so that they, they have these wishes. But we just need to find a way so that they express them. Because when a child expresses a wish like that, we all melt. We, we, we all feel that that part in ourselves that, yeah, we are good parents. Yeah, we are on the right way, on the right track. <laughs> and this is something that I would like to do with this uh, Hannah's Christmas Wish uh, book. It's a story. When you read, you can find it on Amazon. When you read this story in December, especially in December, to a child um, and ask them in the end, what do you wish for? But that that wish cannot be bought in store. They will give you <laughs> that meaning of Christmas, you know, that we are looking for. They will give you and share with you the wishes like, I don't want you and mom to fight. Um, I would like people to be kinder, nicer to, to each other. I would like, I don't know, mom, not to be so much on the computer or on the phone or, you know, stuff like that. So real life, we really want our kids that they see the world as it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I know. Okay. Just give a lot of, lot of stories, you know, because there are a lot of books, not just this Christmas wish. There are a lot of books with great, great uh, uh, um, stories about gratefulness, inclusion, you know, what really matters in life. It's just if you give specially and you read to a child, the stories like that, and this is like a Christmas calendar, you know, each day a story. Uh, they will be so grateful one day for this because this is something that creates inner values, non-material values. And we need to give this to our children. And this actually, you know, fulfills our, our souls that we are good parents. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you're right. The inner values are super important and I can totally see that you'd you know, you'd get some very heartfelt responses in terms of what they'd really like in life. And, and so, yeah, very excellent conversation to have. Um, I've also, you know, heard different people on the holiday season side of things put more emphasis on creating experiences for their children mm-hmm. um, it, as a gift instead of, you know, here are five toys. Do you think that there's value in that because it involves, you know, spending more time together and, and things like that? Everything in life is mainly about experiences. Is it a holiday, going to school, going to kindergarten, going to playground? It's everything about the experience. And based uh, in connection with Christmas, more, you know, the same every year routines experience, let's say like that, you give to your child. Your child will know this will happen and this will happen and the enthusiasm will come and, and they know what they are expecting and still there's some magic. And, you know, the time that we bake together, that we go and, you know, with the candles around, you know, uh, or we do this kind of gifts or we prepare the Christmas cards, you know, together. All these things that we do together, visit friends, you know, playing the games that we play around Christmas, having the time with gratefulness in the morning, you know, you know, lighting a candles that, mm, that smell in, in, in home and the lights and everything. This is, you know, the experience. That's actually the point of, of Christmas and that we are together. But they are here also kids who have, you know, whose parents have divorced, you know, they can have a great Christmas also. But yes, that takes a lot of communication with mom and dad so that they can, you know, sort out. And we are all, we all can give our kids, even if we are separated, you know, beautiful Christmas. Um, and it's, it's everything about the experience. And this experience then create in our inner world and our child's inner world emotions, Emotions of, you know, being creative, you know, emotions of, you know, seeing the world like, whoa, with sparks and, and imagination. And these are emotions that are connected with some of the thoughts. So this is actually building in their inner world these good memories, these, uh, you know, uh, happiness, gratefulness. Uh, this is something that we need to do a lot. But that's this, this is Christmas about. It's about not, as you said, you know, five toys. It's about the experience. More we do that through the whole December. In the end, when Christmas comes, kids open that uh, uh, those presents. We won't feel that emptiness when those gifts are lying around. That's why I said, you know, Santa is just a guy who brings parents. He doesn't teach ch- teach children about life gratefulness. We do that through the whole December. Or to the whole year, but let's say to the whole December, with the experience, with spending time together, uh, we can do that with all those little, you know, things that we as moms can do for kids. This doesn't have to take a lot of money, but we just have to do it, find the idea, Google it, you know, there are a lot of av- available options so that we can experience experience and give the great uh, uh, adventure experience to a child 
And in the end, as I said, when they open the present and we know how it is when those presents lie around and what we feel inside, if we really give them that experience, we won't feel that emptiness after three days when those toys are lying around. If we give them a lot of experience, we will feel happier inside. I think I do see what you're saying in terms of having those times of disappointment kind of where you're sort of like, oh my gosh, it's all over. You know, you're sitting around on Christmas day and it's just like, it's all over there. They've kind of gotten that surprise away. And then you're yeah, just kind of sitting there sometimes with that that feeling. And you're right. Like when I look back on Christmases, that's definitely what I consider the traditions is those things that we've done. It's not so much, you know, I remember a handful of kind of the big gifts that I got as a child, but yeah, you, you tend to, your memories focus definitely more on that time or what you created or, um, you know, what was done together. So I think that's really good perspective for parents because we do I think some of that that disappointment comes on Christmas morning because you've you've sort of run yourself ragged throughout yeah. this lead up <laughs> trying to make sure that you've you know done everything you know to yeah the tea and and yeah you're right it's 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 uh can be a and little... we, are, we are almost exhausted you know, yeah, the yeah and then we see those you know toys and presents open then and they even don't look them you know anymore and then in our inner world that mindset starts you know oh they don't know what we've done you know what i was going through and trying to do this and da, da, da. and because we are you not know, dealing in our inner world with these thoughts and emotions we start to be angry more and more mm-hmm. And we cannot, you know, go open with children and with gratefulness and calmness. You know, it's just that tension, you know, is inside of us. You have to deal with that and then to raise from with our inner power from a different perspective. And yeah, we all have these experiences. We all have them. Are there any additional tools before we wrap up or advice that you want to mention to listeners in terms of your work as a parenting coach or an author? The best tool is um, are we, are we and our heart. That's the best tool that we can find. And um, being a parent is just going through that. And every one of us is so different. And we just have to go along and express ourselves and be who we are and be as much as better parents as we can, can be. So that's one way. There are a lot of books. I really love books and children love books um, and with a lot of good subjects. And it's so beautiful to read them and that connection that, you know, um, become, you know, that is created while you read the book. This is something that really stays in every child. Uh, so this is very, very important for them. And when we get lost, because we all do get lost when we are uh, parents, I always say to to let's say my moms. Um, I always say to to moms that it's okay to find if you cannot if you see yourself that you are stuck in one circle. It's okay to get help. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone will find and feel where do they need to go uh, and find help. But it's okay to do that because this is actually self love. This is self love. So there are a lot of, lot of different tools, different approaches out there. (laughs) 
We just have to go and find um, what suits for us. And then we can be, you know, better, better parents. That makes a lot of sense and is is good advice. So I'm sure listeners will want to find out more about you. What is the best way, either on social media or online? Yes, uh, social media is great. There's also my web page, which is now going to be re- uh, launched very, very soon. It's mywowlife.eu. And if you Google, let's say, just Hannah's Christmas Wish, um, you will also find, let's say, a way to get to me. Uh, and just Alex Pin or on Instagram or on Facebook. These are the main uh, social platforms where I work um, and share everything that I do. And yes, you can find me there. Okay, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing um, some of your advice around parenting and educating our children in um, their emotions, really. No, it was really, really a great time. (laughs) And thank you for having me. Are you looking for a way to satisfy your sweet tooth without the filler? Try Monk Pack. They make keto granola bars and keto seed and nut bars, as well as protein cookies. They come in plenty of flavors like the almond butter cocoa chip keto granola bar and the caramel sea salt keto nut and seed bar. They're great tasting, they're plant-based, gluten-free, low sugar, non-GMO, and no sugar alcohols. You can just enjoy these freely. You can go ahead and visit Monk Pack. Monk is spelled M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com. And in order to get a special discount, you can use my discount code REALLIFE15, all one word, to get 15% off your order. Visit monkpack.com today to try all of these amazing low sugar products. Thank you so much to Alex Pinn for speaking with us this week and providing some of her concepts and pillars in terms of regulating emotions in children and also developing emotional intelligence for parents. She also provided some great insight in terms of how to possibly approach the Christmas season. And so I'm hoping that that is useful for you as you're thinking about the way forward for this year. If you do want to get in touch with Alex, one of the ways I recommend would be Instagram. It's at Alex Pin Author. That's one way. Also, she mentioned her website, mywowlife.edu. And again, that Amazon is holding her book, Hannah's Christmas Wish. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. 
Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi, ko-fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Thank you.